welcome back to Crimes from the East. I'm your host, Pia, and usually with me is Alex, but I'm recording this intro all by myself because I split one episode into two. So you'll hear Alex in just a few minutes when I stitch in the rest of the episode right here. So just for a quick recap, in episode one, we talked all about the murders in Nantankode committed by this very disturbed young man called Kadal Jensen Raja who killed four members of his family, which included his parents, his sister Caroline, and his aunt, all because he was under some kind of misguided superstition or belief that he could astral project and he was liberating their souls and oh, a bunch of nonsense, really. More than the crime, in this episode, we're going to be talking about remote viewing, astral projection, And of course, our conclusions. What do we think about this crime and the circumstances around the crime and so forth? So without further ado, here's part two of the astral murders. Okay, so yeah, like a lot of the CIA studies that were classified on this topic on, you know, consciousness, astral projection, remote viewing, were partially declassified in 2003. So you can actually go online and read some of it. And I will link you to some of those documents on our website. You can go check it out, crimesfromtheeast.com, and click on the episode link. So what is remote viewing? Remote viewing is also a form of astral projection or like consciousness projection, basically, where you are able to look at in your mind's eye anything, anywhere, literally, in the whole world and that's like fantastical really yeah it's sort of like a type of telepathy right some like what is it professor x style yeah like this is the perfect spying tool you don't need a drone you don't need to bug anything just close your eyes meditate and bam you can see what anyone's doing which is so creepy. What if someone's like looking at us right now? Remote viewing sounds a lot scarier to me than astral projection as well, because there's something voyeuristic sounding about it. Whereas astral projection is like you're actually putting your whole self out there and in some way interacting with your environment, which uh, where like remote viewing, I just like see eyes in a closet. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's that's a very eerie image. Right. But there have been so many tests done, uh, not just by the CIA, but different organizations and even like private citizens. They do their, there are groups where people try to learn remote viewing and hone their skills because it's not like there's just a few chosen ones who can do it. Apparently, we all have an innate ability to do this. It's Mm. just that depending on your state of mind and your physical uh, health or whatever, you probably aren't aware of it and you can't use it like right off the bat. You have to kind of sharpen the edge, sharpen the blade, so to speak, before it actually works. I think this is something that people go and like take ayahuasca and peyote and like DMT, you know, these like hardcore psychedelic-y type of drugs that, that do like help you sort of enter into a different relationship with your consciousness and one of the goals is to like astral project 
DMT uh, molecule or it's called a spirit molecule because it's so closely related to having these kind of out-of-body experiences, right? out-of-this-world experiences where you see all kinds of like beings and thought forms and weird planes and just inexplicable visions and sounds really right. and experiences. And so, it, yeah, that is also a form of astral projection with the help of DMT-based substances. And then kind of on the other hand, the other side of the coin, I think there are a lot of instances where like paranoid, schizophrenic personalities with a violent tendency, like we've seen serial killers or we've seen like instances where like crimes are committed by someone who feels like either it was someone else or it was themselves, but like not attached to their body. You know, that it's again this like instance of like a dissociative state. Exactly. Yeah. Which I think like you could sort of see that as an astral projection if you have the right sort of if you've been given that vocabulary and that resource to understand and experience, you could say that your disassociative experience was like, oh, what do you like call this? Oh, I was actually projecting. So maybe there's something there too in this particular instance. Like he thought he was astrally is it astral projecting or is it astrally projecting or i don't know he was verbing that thing yeah 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 but actually he was just experiencing some sort of disassociative like state state yeah who are we to say what is an external phenomenon versus an internal phenomenon yeah we don't fully understand these things yet, which is why they're still called pseudoscience or junk science or just not even science, just plain junk. Right. Because yeah. we don't fully understand it. But there is something there. There is something there that exists, whether we believe in it or not, right? And some people believe that when you do astral project, there's no good or evil really, but there are good or or evil actions that some entities can take in the astral plane, like non-human entities, not ghosts, not yeah. ghosts, let me be clear, not ghosts, just energy forms that may put the idea of doing something negative into your head. That's what some people believe. Right, yeah. And that's the danger. It's not all uh, sunshine and rainbows out there in the astral plane, basically. Yeah, I, I keep thinking about this. I don't know if you ever watched Adventure Time, but I definitely went through a college, like a little bit of a phase where that was what I would do to procrastinate mm -hmm. from like actual college work. <laughs> Money well spent. Um, and there's an episode where the two main characters, Jake and Finn, they like do a ritual and they end up astral projecting around and, and basically the, the realm into which they like project themselves into is sort of like a, where all, a lot of different wacky things are and they're good and bad and scary and fun and cute and weird. It's like everything, but it's, it's not ghosts, as you said. And like, that can't be my like, 
main source of astral projection knowledge, but it might kind of be. <laughs> and it actually explains it clearly. <laughs> That's exactly what it probably is. Yeah. So if you if you want an explanation for dummies, I can find the episode and we can like put that on the website. <laughs> it's your choice if you want to believe in it or not, right? Like I said, the phenomenon continues on despite your belief or lack of lack thereof. And you don't need to have these things in your life, these experiences in your life. You don't need to astral project or remote view or anything. You can live a totally normal life, never knowing these things, never having to experience them, never even trying them. You don't right. need them. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying this is one of those spiritual enlightenment type things that you need to do. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. It's like, I think even in its most esoteric, like, spiritual form, you kind of do it for fun, <laughs> right? Yeah, you do it for fun or if you're, like, one of those curious types who just wants to know or has to know everything, you know? Like me. <laughs> I'm one of those people. I just have to know everything. <laughs> I mean, I would love to try it. Like, if it were a thing you can actually do, if I could do it, I would totally do it. But I don't need to, like, kill my family and make sure that they are also spiritually free like me. Yeah, exactly. And you have to be in, you have to be in a place in your life where you're emotionally, mentally stable and calm and you don't have much chaos around you so it doesn't spill into your experience right and most of yeah. us are not in a calm state relaxed position in our lives so best not to try this right. shit <laughs> yeah something that just occurred to me too is like he he wasn't only on this astral projection level but he's also working in video games like so he's universe building to some extent yeah. On this other, like, you know, techno you know, there are all of these levels of disassociation that he's sort of like shifting between mm. potentially, if that's like the explanation, um, which I think is really interesting. Like he's finding it hard to discern between fantasy and reality. It sounds like it anyways, which is just like that might be, you know, the sympathetic twist to this like I don't sympathize with him at all because mm. he took it far and he like caused harm but could it have been prevented if he had been diagnosed and treated if that is even what the situation was I don't see how you can do something like this and not have some sort of medical mental problem but yeah is it one of those medical mental problems that with the right like help and treatment could have been prevented what's that thing that uh, marcus parks says from last podcast uh mental illness is not your fault but it is your responsibility and we mentioned this even in our burari episode how even in that case if lalith had just gotten help at the right time you know maybe none of them would have died that way it's interesting we're doing two family annihilator cases sort of back to back and they're so different and yet so similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and there is a statistic like most murders happen by like a family member or someone you know, right? Someone you know. Yeah, I think like 70% of all violent crime is from people you know. So scary. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, where were we? 
Remote viewing actually has a high success rate statistically. Like when you use the scientific method to test something to make sure it's not just chance and it can be repeated, then you can say that it's a real thing and not just coincidence, right? If you do a scientific test on it. And so statistically, remote viewing had a high success rate, higher than expected. So whatever the viewers were doing, their results were correct. For example, they would put a picture in a box, put the box in a vault, and ask like 10 people in, in the remote viewing session, like, okay, there's something in that box. We want you to remote view and tell us what it is. And it would be obscure. Okay, like a picture of a pencil and a button. Right. Something like that. I've definitely heard or read about this experiment, these experiments, these kinds of experiments. It's very Stranger Things, hey? Yes, actually, Stranger Things is supposed to be based on the Montauk, Montauk, Montauk project, which was another CIA <laughs> type project with remote viewing, but used for nefarious purposes, kind of. Okay. And they were using all kinds of electromagnetic shock therapy and isolation tanks just like Eleven goes through. Right, yeah. To achieve these altered states of consciousness. So, yeah, I mean, there's some truth in every conspiracy <laughs> and in every bit of fiction. There's some base in reality. What's the connection between this and, like, astral projection happening in Kerala? Is there an Indian CIA that was also doing this kind of experiment? Is there, like, a religious tradition? Like, how did he know about this? In Hinduism, it's accepted that these things are possible. Okay. Because we believe in our soul and our consciousness being critical, being a very important part of ourselves, and we recognize that it is above the physical realm. We believe in the astral plane, essentially. Yeah. They they always say that Atma, or your soul, is limitless, it's formless. And that when you die, your soul is released back into the ether. That is just part of the belief system. So it's it's not novel. It's not shocking. And of course, everyone has heard these tales of hermits or sages who meditate for years and years and years to achieve that result, to be able to leave their body when they wish to and just travel around in the astral plane. Okay, yeah, yeah. When you put it that way, it makes total sense. It's just that normal people aren't encouraged to practice these things. Right, yeah. This is not something you would do as a regular person who has a family and is studying or going to school or having a job. You would do these things once you retire Mm -hmm. from everything. Once you're done with your familial responsibilities and mortal life, yeah. When you're like, okay, I'm old, you head for the hills. <laughs> and this is what you do. I mean, not. I like the idea of that. Like, Just head for the hills now. Why wait till you get old? <laughs> no, 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 no. There's still some fun to be had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving up my PS5. I'm going to play away. Careful with that thing. going to warp your sense of reality. Astral projection be damned. Uh, And one of the main researchers of remote viewing was Robert Monroe, who founded his own school called the Monroe Institute. It still exists today. 
And you can actually learn various meditation techniques, sharpen your natural psi abilities, Whoa. elevate your consciousness and astral awareness. Cool. They teach you how to do remote viewing. It's all a bit out there, but let me tell you something. We don't know too much about consciousness and that non-material part of the human experience. The last few hundred years have been so focused on hard materialism and scientific rigor in the physical world that we have pushed aside and forgotten the spiritual aspect of ourselves. So it's easy to mock what we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Namaste, sister. <laughs> but, you know, just keep an open mind. You don't have to believe in it. For sure. Now, I'll admit, I don't fully believe or know too much about this, but I've had enough unexplainable experiences in my life to be curious about it. Ooh, we should do a, like an entire episode dedicated to that. Yeah, I, that's something I would do only on Patreon, like not in general. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whoa, cool. I, I, I don't think I have. I actually tried to get enrolled in the Monroe Institute, like to learn. When? How to, like remote view yeah i've been trying for the past year but the dates of their classes so their in-person classes you have to go to their ranch or the institute out in the midwest um and it's a week-long course but the dates of the two classes they have in a year like two sessions were on like important birthdays oh <sighs> that i just can't get away from so Speaking of birthdays, we have a happy belated to the, you know, the the heart of the team. Our Bollywood consultant. Our Bollywood <laughs> consultant. There you go. <laughs> happy birthday, Manuj. I guess it's going to be belated by the time this comes out, but we're recording on the day. Yes. Mr. Crimes from the East. <laughs> I, I love birthday. that. <laughs> So yeah, all of this, we're talking about all this because it's interesting, but I, I just wanted to like explain it a little bit more to say that it's not just the spoutings of a crazy person, right? Right. There yeah. is some basis mm -hmm. in people believing in this and thinking that it works and being interested in it. It's not just because you're crazy that you're saying it's astral projection. That was my intention to discuss it in detail. And after all of this, is it fair to mock and disregard Cadel and his motives? The answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, because Cadel, he may have been curious about astral projection, but he misunderstood it. And he simply seemed to have been using it as an excuse to play out his mental fantasy, whatever it was. I don't want to mock astral traveling. I don't want to disregard astral projection or remote viewing. I do want to disregard the context in which Cato was talking about it because it really doesn't have to be violent or be about murder and liberating souls by killing people. That is the twisted logic or illogical reasoning of someone who's not mentally stable at that time it reminds me again of like was it richard chase the vampire sacramento and he like took you know this really based on nothing idea of medical knowledge 
you you take something that's real or that's being explored and discovered in a certain way, but you your own derangement, I guess, sort of twists it into what you need it to be to fulfill like a strange illusion, fantasy, delusion, yeah. And it has nothing to actually do with what the real thing is. Perfect. Yes, exactly. That's exactly why we're talking about all this today. We want to separate the phenomenon from the criminal <laughs> and his intentions right now. Everything Cato said was absurd. And it was absurd enough that his lawyers claim insanity on that very basis. So they do not think that Cato is mentally stable or mentally fit enough to be prosecuted for this crime. The judge definitely had him tested by various medical professionals. And they were debating amongst themselves as to whether he was fit to stand trial or not. Some said he wasn't, some said he was. They did agree he was probably suffering from some kind of uh, schizoid disorder that ended in a psychosis, some kind of schizophrenic psychosis that was made worse because he was never able to receive support medication or therapy for it throughout the years. And so because of that, the trial hasn't started. The medical review board hasn't yet formed to review the case and conclude what should happen just yet. So the doctors also heard testimony from various relatives and neighbors about Cadel's parents. And they believe that they too had some form of mental illness or personality disorders but since they are deceased, they can't officially be diagnosed. Right. They just assume that Cadel inherited the condition from them. And because it was left untreated, along with the iso isolation and the humiliation that he perceived, it all made this a haven for destruction inside of his mind, okay. basically. Wow, that's crazy. Literally. At one point, Cadel said that he worshipped the devil. While being interrogated, he said that he worshipped the devil and that he sacrificed his family in honor of the devil to gain powers. Yeah, like his motives have changed a little bit on and off too. Maybe points to instability, right? Like his mind isn't clear. Even if he's making things up to, to sound crazy, that's just, to me, in and of itself, a crazy thing to do, given what he, like, the acts that he committed. And it doesn't sound like there's any other concrete, discernible motive. He came back to the scene of a crime. He immediately, like, confessed to it. Like, it would be one thing if he was caught, what is the phrase, caught on the lamb? Like, trying to get away if he, you know, stood to inherit a fortune or if he, like, really did feel that his family had wronged him and he wanted to get rid of him, he wouldn't have come back. So I think there's, I mean, I, what do I know? I'm, like, so, I'm just hearing about this story from you, but it sounds yeah. off the bat like the... Mind does not sound, even if the excuses of like devil worship or astral projection or whatever, even if those are made up and he is consciously trying to sound crazy, hmm. like that in and of itself is crazy in the context. 
he pivoted from one story to the next. First, he said it's devil worship. Then he said it's astral projection. And then he also said that it's because he was treated miserably at home. He had killed out of dejection and rejection. He was, he felt he was unwanted and unloved. So he killed him. It's just um, pick of the day right? <laughs> in yeah. terms of motives. And which kind of points to uh, points to his psyche being unstable and not yeah. sure of why he even did it. He doesn't probably know why he did it. Yeah. At that point in time, it must have made sense to him. And when the moment passed, now he's struggling to figure it out, to justify it, and make peace with it, whatever it might be. And I feel bad for that. Like if he truly is mentally ill and maybe he's having moments of clarity now, that must be brutal him too mm -hmm. to realize what he's done while awaiting trial he is in custody he is not in a jail I, I believe he is in a mental asylum Cato has been seen talking to himself and behaving strangely so I believe he was prescribed medications and in 2019 he was found very sick foaming at the mouth almost near death from a suspected seizure Oh, okay. Plot thickens. I couldn't find too much more information about this, whether it was just a medical issue, if it was because of medications, if he deliberately took too many medications, or, or what. We don't know, okay? We don't know exactly what it is, but clearly he's, he's going through health issues right now. Okay. We are yet to see what the prosecutors put forward in the court as the motive. I don't know if we'll have a case or not. I expect more information to be made public once the case proceeds. And that was pretty much our story for today. Oof. It's difficult to hate on this killer because he's possibly mentally ill. However, we can freely express frustration and sorrow at the death of the victims, but also the lack of support and medical care that they could have provided Cato. Yeah. And maybe prevented this whole thing. But if they were ill themselves, like, it's just one of those situations that sucks. It's like a cascading chain of events. How far back do you go to pin culpability, right? Maybe his parents didn't get the care they needed. Are their parents to blame? Who knows? Where does it stop? Well, it can stop today because I hope parents today don't see their child's challenges as weaknesses or embarrassments and can instead help them with the right support to learn, grow, and thrive. I hope the cycle breaks in this generation. And I see positive changes. Me too. I, I see it happening. Yeah. So yeah, that was the case, Alex. Any final thoughts? I mean, it's creepy. It's just very creepy. It's okay to say this was hella yeah. creepy. Yeah, hella creepy. That's all. <laughs> okay. Um, are you excited for Bollywood Corner? Oh, yes, because I feel like you could have some really, really interesting ones. If if this case inspires you to certain movies, I want to hear what those movies are. Um, I just went with the theme of serial killer because we don't come across so many serial killer cases, but there are tons of serial killer movies. Okay, the first movie I, I recommend today is called Foot Fairy. Ooh. Uh-oh. 
That sounds scary. Uh, yeah, the title tells you everything you need to know about the movie. Collects feet. A serial killer who has a very distinctive fetish for feet. Yikes. <laughs> Starts killing women left, right, and center. And a CBI officer named Gulshan is hot on the trail of this strange killer. And basically, that's what the movie's about. I don't want to like talk okay. too much about it because uh, I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to give anything away. I will say facets of this movie seem to be highly inspired by the Korean movie Memories of Murder. Okay, never saw Have you seen it. that? Uh-uh. Brilliant film. Brilliant film. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it and love Memories of Murder. So when they watch this movie, they're going to be like, wait a minute. I've seen this scene before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will watch it and I'll ask my Korean movie-loving friend, Aiden. It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix movie. Okay. So check it out. Cool. It's called Foot Fairy. The other movie, I just recently watched it like two days ago. It's called Chup, which means quiet or stay quiet or stay silent. The, the full title of the movie is Chup, Revenge of the Artist. Hmm. Is this a sequel? No, it's, it's a standalone movie. Okay. This movie is absurd, I have to tell you. Like, the, the screenplay and the dialogues are very non-conventional. Like, I haven't seen Hindi movies or Bollywood movies with this kind of rapport between characters. So, it was refreshing to see that. Like, you're never bored. You're always, like, waiting for the next scene and what's going to happen. It's basically a movie about a serial killer who's killing movie critics. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Whoever gives a movie, like, an unfair rating, he's killing them. <laughs> so the director was really, or the writer was really having their little, their own revenge. Go check it out. I saw it on, where did I see it? I don't know. I don't know where you can see it. Go find it. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> it's called Chup. Chup. Cool. I really like the young actor in this movie. I find him kind of hot. He's a dish. Yeah. His name is Dulkar Salman or Dulkar Salman. Uh, he is actually the son of a very famous uh, Malayalam actor, so from Kerala. Ooh, He's a Maldu guy. Go. I'm doing a little. I'm gonna do a hot little Google right now. This is my type, I guess. You're out. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. That tracks. He looks like Manuj. That's why you think he's hot. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> Apple doesn't fall too far for me. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yes, he does kind of look a little bit like my husband. That's why I like him. Okay. Cool. Great. Uh, so yeah, these are the two recommendations for today. They are Foot Fairy and Chup. Two serial killer movies that are strange and eerie and creepy, just like our case today. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Spotify Wrapped came out, yeah. which is the annual stats for podcasters, basically. And this is only for data on Spotify. Obviously, right. they don't have data from other streaming apps. It was so interesting to see, like, where our listeners come from and how many there are. And, like, it sounded, it made us sound kind of impressive, actually. <laughs> 
to be the top 10% or top 5% of anything is freaking awesome. Yeah. It is so cool. We don't realize that when we record and, you know, put it out there. We don't realize how many people listen to us, really. Yeah. Well, so thank you, listeners, for supporting us. Alex, we should do a roll call. Okay. Okay, listener number one. <laughs> listener number two. How many of you are out there? Listener three. If you um, tag us in your Spotify wrapped, we'll uh, repost you. And maybe someday if we get our act together, we could send out like a sticker or something. Please tag us on your Instagram. That would be great. That would be great. And that is the best way to promote us really because yes we have our patreon and Kofi and buy me a coffee accounts but those are only if you're financially able to do that and if you are go check them out <laughs> yeah like if you can we would love it we would love to have your support but if you don't don't sell yourself short your support means just as much like We would rather find sponsors who can pay for us than you have to pay it out of your own pocket. And you can help us do that by... Liking, rating, reviewing, and sharing. Yes. Those are the things you gotta gotta do. Give us a five star. Give us a 4.5 star. Mm -hmm. And um, share it with your friends. Spread us like a virus. (laughs) Our Indian listeners must think it's like kind of weird like who am i this very american sounding person probably but i'm brown and who am i with this fake american accent and everyone must be like why is she waiting on that accent <laughs> listen i live in america okay i've had this accent since i was little and now i actually get to use it in the right context <laughs> so this is my accent this is what i talk like i'm not just putting it on of course if there's like a group of 10 indians that i'm talking to then my like you get more indian yeah all my d's and t's come out yeah and i'm like talking normally without the american accent no that's actually not how i talk at all but (laughs) yeah it does change i do code switch if there's like more indian people around or more american people around yeah it's just you adapt you learn you grow okay so I think we're doing a couple of collabs with a couple of different podcasts. And I don't want to like give away too much right now before things are finalized. And happen, yeah. And I will share all the information once it's appropriate to do so. I'm working on something, but I don't know if it's going to be. I'm going to try and get it done, but I'm not a good writer. <laughs> so, but it would As be if sort I am, of, Alex, it would be like kind of holiday in a weird way. <laughs> so I was trying to make it happen. Um, and then just like a side note, I don't know if you are going to need to stick this in, but apologies if the sound quality on my side is not too good today. I'm working on a very like makeshift setup because uh, of the unplanned, unexpected travel I had to do. So yeah, next week it should be, or next one, whatever we do it, should be back to the standard equipment. Should be good. So as always, we don't have too many concrete plans for our next episode in terms of timeline or subject, but we'll be around. So stick around and join us again for another episode. 
of Crimes from the East, your Desi True Crime podcast with a little masala, masala and spice. Spice. Spice, 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 spice. Namaste. Namaste. Careful out there, you astral projectors. Don't remote view me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Keep your remote eyes away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.